from 2 Samuel chapter 6. I won't be long. Beginning at verse 12. Now King David was told the Lord has blessed the house of Obed-Edom and all that belongs to him because of the ark of God. So David went up and bought the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom into the city of David with rejoicing and gladness. And when those who were carrying the ark of the Lord by his foes had gone six paces, he sacrificed an ox and fatling. And David was dancing before the Lord with great enthusiasm. And David was wearing a linen ephod, a priest upper garment. This is the word of the Lord for the people of God. Everyone say, thanks be to God. You may take your seats in the sanctuary. I want to finish a thought that I've been on for a moment called Dancing with Gratitude. Dancing with Gratitude. I've been looking at this and I wanted to bring it to conclusion today. I've got so much more I could say. It's, it's amazing when you read this story and let's put it in its historical context. The Bible says that David has now conquered Jerusalem. He's taken possession of the great city. He's pushed out everyone that could have taken it from him. He has now made a place for the Ark of the Covenant, for the very presence of God to abide, centralized within all of Israel. Now, no longer would the Ark have to be in nomadic form. Instead, the Ark could be in a place where it could stay. So David is celebrating the victory of battle and he's also celebrating the fact that he's able to honor God at the highest apex of honoring him by placing and putting together a place of worship. He's wanted to bring this together because he knows that God has made promises to Israel and some of them rest with the ark. And so he wants to bring it into position because he realizes the ark holds great significance to them. He, he wants to get there because it has become a sign and a covenant from God that God is with them. David has this ark. He's excited about it because inside the ark are the Ten Commandments, the very words that God wrote for Moses. Inside of the ark is the showbread, and inside of the ark is Aaron's rod that budded. On the outside of the ark is wrapped in gold and trimmed in gold, and there on the ark, on the top of the ark is the mercy seat. And on the ark, he has a place where the cherubim's wings come together pointing towards one another. It's, it's the ark of God. It's, it's a precious thing. It is so holy and so powerful that even when it was lost in battle, the enemy couldn't keep it because when the enemy took it and brought it into their temple, even their temple gods made of stone would not remain on their shelves and fell over and the men of their area got goats problem with their bodies so much so that they had lumps and sores on their genitals they, that, that the God that was abiding near and around and proving presence near the ark was too powerful for even the enemy to hold on to and, and it was the ark of God David is 
excited because he's bringing the ark over to Jerusalem. But on the way, as he's traveling with the ark, David's excitement has caused him to miss the very plan of God for ark movement. Because the ark doesn't belong to the people, the ark belongs to God as a symbol of God's presence among the people. And God had given specific instructions on its movement. And instead of them following the instructions, David put the ark on a new cart. Well, there's nothing in the instructions that said the cart ought to ride and bring the ark. No, there's nothing in the instructions like that. The only way the ark was to be moved, it was to be carried on the shoulders of God's servants. Uh, let, me, let me see if I can preach this a minute. So, so when they're moving the ark and everything is going well, watch this now. He gets almost right black dab right on top of where he wants to go, but they're crossing the threshing floor and the ark shakes. And as it begins to look like it's about to fall, Uzzah reaches up his hand. And the Bible says God strikes him dead. And to this day, that place is known as Perez Azar. Wait, wait a minute, I'm going somewhere. Now, now watch this now. The, the, the title of the sermon is Dancing with Gratitude. David was bringing the ark to Jerusalem. He was dancing and singing and moving to the groove. And just then, it hit me. Somebody turned around and shouted. Anyway, he, he, he was... He was doing his thing. They were shouting. They were dancing. They were celebrating the, the string instruments and the horn instruments. They were blowing. And you, let me tell you something. You, you've got to know why you feel good right now. Because many times when God is getting ready to do something in the earth realm, there's a sound that goes forward into the earth realm long before a manifestation. So it's no wonder that music ushers in the atmosphere and shifts atmosphere. That's why musicians need to play under the anointing and choirs need to sing under the anointing because they have the power to shift the atmosphere. I feel like preaching hard. Here he is. He, he dancing. He's singing. He's he doing his thing. He's, he's having a good time. But when us are tired, the atmosphere shifts and what was a procession of joy became a funeral procession. At that moment, the atmosphere shifts. I, 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 I shudder to think what it must have been like for them in that moment. When Uzzah dies, something happens. I, I want to I say this because they were just dancing with gratitude. But life has uh, situations. Uh, Jada might call them entanglements. Life has situations that it has setbacks. It, it has sadness attached to it. And, and situations, setbacks, and sadness can shift your atmosphere. 
Y'all didn't get that yet. You, you were feeling good till you went to the doctor and you found out that the prognosis wasn't what you wanted to be. It has a way of shifting the atmosphere. You were feeling good till you got a bill and you realized you couldn't pay. It has a way of shifting the atmosphere. You got some information about your mate that you didn't know. It has a way of shifting the atmosphere. Your job is not going to keep you on the way you used to be. It has a way of shifting your atmosphere situations, setbacks, and sadness can shift your atmosphere. <laughs> but you have to recognize something. You, 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 you can have an atmospheric shifting situation. An atmospheric shifting setback. An atmospheric shifting sadness. But what you need to recognize is you don't have to dwell in it. <clears throat> I'm going to try not to be long, but I got to holler up in my Holy Ghost spirit. Let me, let me. Notice something here. Watch this. You can dance with gratitude and still go through. You can be joyous in the Lord and still have a problem. You can love God and still go through H-E double hockey sticks. Let them, you have to realize that stuff happens. Just because you're a saint doesn't mean you don't have sinner problems. Whew, preach wise, I'm going to. Listen, listen. And the thing I like about the text is the text expresses the emotional upheaval that David was experiencing because David became angry with the Lord. David was saddened by the death. He became angry with God. He didn't try to hide his emotions, whether positive or negative. He just didn't surrender full control to them. Let me say that again. He didn't try to hide his emotions. Instead, he just didn't surrender control to him. Y'all missed that one over your head. It is not a sign that you're not grateful and that you're not dancing with gratitude to God because you feel sadness sometimes. It's not a sign that you have abandoned your faith and you're no longer walking with God because life has made you angry and upset. If you are not emotional, something might be wrong with you there. We might need to check you because life does things to us at times that make us emotional and sooner or later somebody got to holler if you don't holler it I'll beat me make me want to holler throw up both my hands every now and then life will put you in a situation where you will feel like being emotional and, and, and here's what I like y'all See, I talked about living in the moment. I talked about what it means to recognize that God is still moving even when stuff is not happening. Watch what I'm going to tell you now. Let me tell you, when he realized that Uzzah was dead, instead of trying to make it another 30 or so kilometers, instead of trying to make it the rest of the way, instead of trying to make it over the way he was trying to get to, 
he took a detour into the home of Obed-Edom. And there he left the ark. There he left it. At that house. At the house of a priest. There, there he left it at the servant of the Lord's house. And, and, and he went on the rest of the way without the ark. Still loving God, but without the ark. Still worshiping, but without the ark. Still believing, but without the ark. Still holding on, but without the ark. Still had his faith, but without the ark. It, it, it was a moment where he had to take a pause for the cause. Let me come on, I'm gonna preach right down your street right here. Because somebody in here, you think that because you weren't happy every day, that something must be wrong with your Holy Ghost or that you ain't saved enough. I want to bless you right here. Because see, life will put you through something. I, I, you, you can't go through chemo every week and then wake up every morning dancing around the house. Sometimes you got to go to the restroom. Sometimes your head hurt, your body hurt. You, you got to realize it's not a matter that you don't love God because you are not able to dance the way you used to dance. Some stuff you go through requires you to hold on to your faith even when you don't feel like smiling. Oh, I'm walking with it now. I feel like preaching. <laughs> they, 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 it, it stayed at that house. Watch what I'm talking about. You know, the reason why Tiger Woods is a great golfer is not because he's the best golfer. It is not because he practices harder than anybody else. That ain't it. I know you thought it was, but that ain't it. There are guys on the tour and ladies on the other tour who can hit the ball better than he can. Guess what the difference is? Tiger knows how to recover after trouble. <laughs> so you hit a bad shot and it went into the sand and he got in what's called a sand trap. Instead of cussing out your clubs and breaking them up, you got, mm, and then you walk up there and figure out if I hit this club the right way, I'll pick it up off the sand, I'll drop it in the cup into, you missed it, went over your head. In other words, you just don't wallow in your mistakes. Yeah, you messed up, baby. Yeah, things didn't go like you want them to go. But what you gotta do is you need to learn how to recover your joy. Look at somebody, tell them, I'm in recovery right now. I'm in recovery right now. I'm going to get it back. I'm getting my joy back. I'm getting my shout back. I'm getting my dance back. I'm getting my anointing back. I'm getting my breakthrough back. I feel like dancing. I feel the power. He took a pause and for three months he was on time out for three months and then they gave word to him they said hey bro said uh, the Holy Ghost uh, they, they wouldn't have called the Holy Ghost but that's what it was the Spirit of God the presence of the Lord is down at Obed Edom's house 
and everything around him being blessed. And David said, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on. You mean, you mean God is blessing over there? Well, well, I need to bring it up here to where I am. I thought I would give this to you, y'all. Don't you let anybody get more of what God's doing than you get. You better go get your piece. You better go get your part. Don't you let anybody out dance you, out praise you. You better get your part. You better every woman, every man for himself. You better get what God has. an anointment up in here. Listen, listen, listen. Here it is, here it is. He, he, he took a time out, but he went down there. And he goes to get it. He goes to get the ark. He goes to pick it up. But this time, but this time, we got a little difference. Ain't gonna be no carts. This time, we gonna get the pole like we've been told. And we gonna put it through the, the ringlets in the, the ark. And we're going to put it up on our shoulders. And we're going to carry this thing ourselves. Let me, let me let this. look at somebody. Tell There's some stuff you have to carry yourself. Can't nobody do it for you. There's some stuff you got to carry yourself. There, there's something and it's worth carrying. It's, it's worth holding on to. It's worth getting around you. There's some stuff you got to carry for yourself. Can't nobody do it for you. I can't get an oxen to carry this thing. This thing is too important. This thing's got too much anointing on it. This thing's got too much Holy Ghost attached to it. I got to carry it myself. I got to have it myself. I've got to hold on to it for myself. I got I got I know I got to hurry. I got a few more minutes. I got three points. I ain't even got two of them yet. Let me let me hurry. Let me hurry. Let me hurry. Let me hurry. He goes down to Obed Edom's house, picks up the ark. This time he's got worshipers with him. He's got the praises with him. He bought the whole band. He said, ain't nobody staying home. Every drummer, every guitar, every organ, every piano, whatever we got, every lyre, every harp, every flute. I need everybody up in here. Bring the trombone section. I need everybody. If you got a horn, come on, blow your horn. If you got a ram's horn, blow the ram's horn. But we got the, we got the, hey! You got a whistle, we need a... He gets the ark, and he goes back to dancing. I got to tell you something, I got to tell you something, I got to tell you something. Whenever you start dancing, somebody's watching. Rockwell and Michael Jackson had that song out. You, you remember somebody time ago? Somebody's watching me. I always feel like somebody's watching me and I have no privacy. I always feel like somebody's watching me. Tell me it's just a dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah I need to help you here. If you start dancing, somebody's watching. 
but I want to give you some good news. Go ahead. Tell them, watch me now. You watched me when I was going through and you talked about me. You watched me when I was having a hard time and you told everybody it was because I wasn't saved. You watched me when I was broke and you told everybody because I was a sinner. Now you watch me now as God begins to elevate me. Watch me now as God moves on me. Watch me now as God takes me higher. Watch me now as God shows his mercy. Watch me now as God's getting ready to bless me. Go ahead, watch me if you want to. All eyes on me, it's all right. Watch me. You ought to turn around tell how you like me now. How you like me now. I know I've been through something. I know you saw me struggle. I know you saw me have a hard time. I know you saw the enemy look like he was going to win. But how you like me now. I've been through too much not to praise him. See, what you realize is, 
David knew it wasn't in the outer titles or the outer garments. It was all in being a servant of God because when you serve God, God will show up on your behalf. Okay, in case you don't think I'm talking to you, every now and then, every one of you need to claim your own priesthood. Wave at somebody now said, you need to claim your priesthood. You need to claim your priesthood. Yeah, you're a priest and you need to claim it. You need to, you need to claim your priesthood. You need to express yourself like a priest would. You need to express yourself like a servant of God would. You need to put your linen ephod on and begin to express yourself in a priestly fashion. Reverend, I thought they called me to preach. I didn't tell you he called you to preach, but he called you to be a priest. That's what's wrong with many homes. People don't know how to be the priest of their home because they don't realize they got a role to play. But I heard first Peter say, chapter two, verse nine. He said, but hold, ye are a chosen generation and a royal priesthood and a holy nation and a peculiar people. Y'all ain't got with me yet. If you're really peculiar, you ought to give God a peculiar praise, a priesthood. Y'all, I came for it today. I feel like, I feel something on me. He said, he, but, but what First Peter ends with said, that you should show forth the praises. Y'all missed it, went over your head. Because real priests know how to praise. Y'all missed it, went over your head again. Real priesthood knows how to praise. Real priesthood knows how to dance with gladness. Real priesthood knows how to pick them up and put them down. Real priesthood knows how to give glory to our God. Peter said, let me explain something. He said, you ought to praise him who have called you out of darkness into the marvelous light. Y'all listen. Anybody come out of darkness? Has God brought anybody to the light? You ought to praise him for bringing you to the light. I got two more. I'm going to see I'm over time. So I got to rush. Let me rush a little more. The second way he, prayed, he expressed himself was by dancing and praising obliviously. Yeah. 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 In other words, every now and then, you got to dance like you think nobody's watching. See, let me help you here. You got a rough diagnosis from the doctor. You went through the therapy. You've been praying. You went back to the doctor. The doctor said, all clear. Don't tell me you didn't say hallelujah. 
because I know folk who won't say hallelujah in church. If they get it all clear from the doctor, the doctor will finally figure out, oh, they really a Christian. They, they go to speak it in tongues. Glory to your name. God, I love you. Hey! I'm, about, I'm about to work you up. Listen, let me tell you. At some point, you need to get to the place where you don't care. You got to raise your hands in the air and wave them like you just don't care. If you've been saved like I've been saved, somebody say, oh yeah! See, when you in the club, you say, the roof, the roof, the roof is on fire. We don't need no water. See, how is it that you can holler in the club, but you can't holler in here? Every now and then, you ought to be able to dance with obliviousness when you don't care what anybody thinks because you're praising your own God. And it doesn't matter what it takes. Whatever it takes, I'm all in. Something to you as a thank you for all you've done for 
me. I'm getting ready to bring the sacrifice. I double dog dare you that if you know God's been good to you and that you know you've been blessed, I dare you to give God your best praise. Come on.
Yes, Lord. 
or you can give by sending your monies into the church. If you're in the sanctuary, you can still give by Cash App and give Levine. The only difference is we will take the offering as you leave. So on your way out the door, I ask you to drop by and drop it in the ushers tray that's at the door as you're giving today. Give as unto the Lord. Amen. Give as unto the Lord. Electronic giving, if you would you know, consider just putting in your weekly contribution and just tell them, take it out every week. You don't, you, you don't have to wonder, just say, this is what I'm supposed to give, just take mine every week. I'm not even wondering about it. I praise God for you. Now next Sunday is special Sunday. <clears throat> it's our giving Sunday, amen? Amen, it's our giving Sunday. It's First Fruit Sunday. First Fruit Sunday. First fruit. Now some of y'all don't know how to be blessed. Because the more you learn to give, here's what the Bible says. The Bible says the liberal soul shall be made fat. And what that means is the more generous you are, the more God will be generous with you. Amen? So you learn to be generous. You learn to be a giver. I've been a giver my entire life. When I had nothing I was given, my mama taught me how to give a dime out of every dollar as a child. Amen. If I got a dime, I had to give away a penny. I had to learn from the beginning. Amen. So that God could trust me with resources. And I want you to know, give as unto the Lord. I, I said last Sunday I was going to lead uh, the offering with a thousand. And I received emails and texts from saints saying they were joining me with at least a thousand. And one family said they had 2,000 to contribute towards First Fruit Sunday. I'm just delighted and pleased. Now, I'm not telling you to do that. Some of y'all can do 10, 20,000. Some of you can only do $100. You give what God gave you. If God didn't give it to you, he can't require it from you. Amen? And there's no big eyes and little use here. One of the reasons why we de-emphasize offering in sanctuary because we don't want you to worry about it. Give us unto the Lord. This ain't about man, this is about God. It's about you and the Lord, amen? About you and the Lord. You do what you can do. Join us in first fruit giving. We do it every year. Annually, we give our first fruits of the harvest to the Lord. And this year, it's the second Sunday in December. So next Sunday, get a special envelope. Put something special in it next Sunday. Now that, don't put your tithes in there because it wouldn't be a first fruit gift if it's your regular gift. Amen. So you do your tithes and then whatever you do extra, that's your first fruit. Amen. Amen. So be ready. Let's pray over these gifts now. All right. God, we love you. We thank you that we are givers. We thank you that, Lord, you promised that if we give, it shall be given to us. Good measure. Pressed down, shaken together, and running over with many heap on our bosom. Thank you for doing it, God. Thank you, Lord, for the abundance. And thank you, God, for giving us, Lord, clear insight and knowledge and remembrance that all of our blessings come from you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
Amen. God bless you. Put your hands together. Just honor God. I'm so delighted to welcome one of our former elders here today who's here visiting her son this week. Elder Hall. S. Yvonne Hall. She was the first woman preacher from Shiloh and one of the very first Baptist women preachers in the state of Connecticut. Amen. We love her. And so good to welcome home Sister Tanya. Mrs. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Amen. She, she got that ring on. She flashed it. I'm married now. <laughs> I hear you, girl. Good to see you. Welcome home. Welcome home. <laughs> love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Amen. So good to see each one of you. I love you all with the love of the Lord. Help me uh, congratulate a couple of real happy expected families. The Taylors and the Clarks are both expecting babies in 2023. Oh, it's going to be grand. I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> congratulations.